Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. so high I long for relief still my deepest pain I'm sharing with you only I caught a glimpse of light a change is with inside and I'm ready for the greatest love of all Struggled with life, and I'm willing to share. I've been living in a world of pent up feelings. When opening up, a heart can be hurt. It feels so much safer just to keep pretending. By the facts I brought to life And I know the time is right And I'm ready for the greatest love I will open up my heart Ready for your holy fire
before your fire. Can you do better, please? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't you just love listening to the choir sing? Amen. Thank you so much, choir. What a powerful, powerful song. Amen. Well, I am so glad that we are in a church where the power of God is evident. And I'm so glad that we're in a church where we have a father whose love and life is covering us. And this morning, I am also glad to announce to you that we have a brother who has a very short testimony to share with us that we also may be encouraged. Let's welcome our brother Gada Balo to share his testimony with us, very short testimony. His name is Gada Balo. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for the life of our Bishop Dark Yod Mills and the prayers he has been praying for us because the prayers that cover us all and that's what saved my life. On Wednesday, on my way from Tema to Accra on the motorway, I was on top speed on a motorbike. Then um, after overtaking the car, I tried coming to the right lane. And a taxi from nowhere came and tempted my motor. And that was the last thing I could remember. The second thing I remember when people came to lift the motor up on me. And they realized there was no broken bones no wounds, just some few bruises. Another point, I believe, is the prayer of our bishop that saved me. Because I've witnessed a lot of accidents on that road. People didn't survive. And, and I don't know how to start. I just want to thank God and thank our bishops. And I want to encourage everyone here to believe in our, in our bishops, the prayers they give us. We should believe in, our, in their prayers and accept and listen to the podcast and the messages. And our lives will not be the same. Thank you. Amen. Put your hands together. Well, stand to your feet this afternoon. I am so excited to introduce your pastor and my pastor, one of the true, long-standing, faithful sons of Bishop Daguerre Mills. He wants to open up his heart, ready for the holy fire. We will not be holding back at all. Welcome, Bishop Eddie. Every praise to our God, every 
worship with one accord. Every praise, every praise, every praise is to our God. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship. excited to be here every praise is to our God hallelujah well we bless the Lord for his goodness and for another beautiful Sunday morning please put your hands together for the Lord amen Friday our night of recovery you may scream hallelujah is coming up hallelujah so Join us from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. We are coming from all over the zones. Everybody, bustles, we are coming. Let's come and pray. And all this time, we are changing from our zonal prayer time to the all night. So come, let's all join together and pray. Amen. Memory verse today is so simple and easy. I'm sure, yeah, it's one, one, one touch. We'll just read it and then we'll say it. Okay, can we take it together? Ready, go. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Charlie, I think you can take it off. Take it off. Okay, let's take it together. Ready, go. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Easy. Easy. Hallelujah. Oh, just lift up your hands to the Lord and just bless the Lord. Ask God to speak to you today. Pray that you receive a word that will make a difference in your life. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, my heart cries out. Glory to the King, my greatest loving life. I hand you everything. Glory, glory. I hear the angels sing. Open my ears, Lord. Open my ears and let me hear your voice to know that 
sweet sound oh my soul rejoice glory glory I hear the angels sing you're the father to the fatherless you're the father to or too loud the fatherless the answer to my dream I see you I see you crown in righteousness we cry glory to the King comforter to the lonely comforter to the lowly oh the lifter of my head I see you veiled in majesty we cry glory We cry glory to the, oh, we cry glory, we cry glory, 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 we cry glory to the, we cry glory, we cry glory, oh, We cry glory to the King. Oh yes, Lord. We join the angels as we cry glory, glory to the King. Indeed, you are the father to the fatherless. You are the comforter to the lonely. The lifter up of our heads. This afternoon, I pray that you be a comforter to someone today. Lift up the head of someone whose head is down. In the name of Jesus Christ, have your way in our lives. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 16. I started last week. Just want to continue. We're talking about the time of love. We're looking at the attributes of the time of love. Hallelujah. Oh, the usual response is amen. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 6. Maybe I'll read from verse 4. As for thy nativity in the day thou was born, thy navel was not cut. Neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not sorted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee, to have compassion upon thee. But thou was cast out in the open field to the loathing of thy person. 
and in the day thou was born. And when I passed by thee, I saw thee polluted in thine own blood. I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, live. I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxing great, and thou art come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, thy hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Verse 8, Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was a time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. Then washed I thee with water. Yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. I clothed thee also with broidered work, and shod thee with badger skin. And I gathered thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. Hallelujah. Well, we are looking at the different attributes of this time of love. We said last week that it's a time that God shows you love. And God demonstrates his love to us as. And uh, when you look at the scripture, there are five main things, really. We'll try and see how we can go through them. But first of all, we, we can see the interests of love. Because the Bible says that when I passed by thee, I saw thee. So the interest of love. And then secondly, we also see the language of love. He said, I said unto thee, live. So love has a language. And thirdly, he said, he talked about the covering of love. He said, I covered you. So as soon as love comes in, love covers. And the fourth thing has to do with the covenant of love. He said, I entered into a covenant with you. And then the fifth thing we see is the workmanship of love. He said, I put silk on you. I did this to you. You were looking beautiful. He said, you prospered into a kingdom. So by the time love is finished with you, and I'm talking about the love of God, you would have prospered into a kingdom. You would have become very great. So I started during the second service talking about the interest of love. How love becomes interested in you. When there's love, there's interest. When there's no love, it's not interested at all. He said, when I pass by thee, I saw thee. You know, people pass by you. When there's no love, they don't notice you at all. You are never noticed. But as soon as there's some kind of love, all of a sudden, wow. And they notice you. And they become interested in you. They are wondering whether you are okay. Are you okay? Are you all right? Have you eaten? It's everything. I mean, when you are walking and even you are about to, they will just stretch their hand. They, they, they are just interested all of a sudden. But when there's no love, no. You know, and I was just sharing. I don't think I can, I just want to attach on it so that we can also get that message and listen to it. But <laughs> he talked about the fact that he, God is interested in us. 
that he notices us. He is interested in every little detail of your life. Many times we feel that God is not interested in me and my problem and my situation. But throughout the scriptures, in Isaiah 49 from verse 14 to 16, he was talking about the fact that even a woman can forget her own child. He said, but I will not forget you because you are graven in the palm of my hand. He said, why do you say, Isaiah 40, verse 25, 26, he said, why do you say my way is hid from the Lord? Your, your way is not hid from the Lord. God is interested in every little detail of your life. And for your information, even your very existence on this earth, God has a lot to do with it. You didn't just arrive. This is what a lot of people don't know. That a lot went into place. The cell that came from your mother and the cell that came from your father. Yeah. And the one that came from your father, you should know what happened. There were millions of spams. But God said, there's this particular one that I am looking for. <laughs> That's the person I want. That's you sitting here. He picked you out of one of those millions of spams. He said, you, come. You, this one. I want you to fuse with this egg. So you are a miracle seated here. A great miracle. All the things in you, the chromosomes that came from your father, chromosomes from your mother, that mesh together to form you, a new person altogether. Every strand of DNA containing three billion attributes, different descriptions of you. When we take one DNA strand like this, the way your eye should be, the way your nose should be, the way your nose, everything, your head shape, your height, all of them have been written, coded on that DNA. And so as they give birth to you, they all begin to work like that to form you. You have no idea. You have no idea. Your eyes didn't just happen. Remember, you know that every eye contains one million optic nerves. Every eye, one million, you will not believe it. The left one contains the right one. And as the baby is growing, they start moving towards each other. They have to meet. Otherwise, your eyes will be like this. And look me, I look London. So, they, they must be moving, moving. And they are different ones. They must locate the one they must connect to. Yes. And as they are come at a point in your stage of development, as you are growing in the womb, at a point they meet, they locate the one they must locate, and then they fuse like this. And that's it. Hey! What a God! How can he say he's not interested in you? Every little detail. What a God. So that work on the cross is not something that he just did. He had thought about it. He planned it. The Bible says that the blood was shed before the foundations of this earth. It's not today that the blood was shed. When the Bible says they overcame him by the blood on the lamb, which blood were they talking about? They had already overcome with the blood. So when Jesus was coming down, he came with that blood he overcame the devil with. Yeah. 
That is why he had to be crucified. So the Bible says that if they knew that by shedding his blood, that blood that overcame him would come to the earth, they wouldn't have crucified. Maybe they would have strangulated him or poisoned him or suffocated him. But as soon as they crucified him, when the blood is, hey, that blood has come here too, we are dead. That is why you must be able to use the blood. You must be able to apply the blood. Apply that blood over any situation and you will also overcome. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. So he's concerned. I found out that there is even a protein in our body. It is called laminin. Laminin. You will be amazed at the design of that protein. The work of that protein is an adhesive molecular something. And what it does is that it holds all the cells in your body together. There are 75 trillion cells in every human being. Yes, 75 trillion. And every three seconds, 50,000 of them die. And they are replaced. <laughs> every three seconds, 50,000 die and they are replaced. So as I'm talking to you, about 100,000 have been replaced or more. Yeah. So as soon as God decides that, listen, you, I'm not going to worry about you again. That's it. You are dead. So how can you say that God is not interested in you? Every second something is happening. He's working on you. It's not possible that God is not interested in you. He is. You're a miracle sitting here. You are a miracle. A great miracle. Can you give us the design of the melanin? The diagram of the melanin. That's, that's melanin. It is a sign of the cross. It's in your body. This is the, the diagram, but the real picture, you have another one. That's how it looks in the body. And there are so many of these things in the body holding all the cells in your body together. A lot of crosses, a lot of crosses in your body, a lot of crosses in your body holding the cells together. So the cross on which Jesus died, it was just something to, that has happened already. And that cross is telling you that whatever concerns you, God is dealing with that thing. May you understand today that God is interested in you and all that concerns you in the name of Jesus. Your life is not a life of chance. Then the Bible goes on to say that, he said, when I passed by you, I saw you in your blood and I said, Unto you when in your in your blood live. So the second thing is is the language of love. The language of love is a language that is the person up in living, not dying. At the time of love, when you speak, the words you say, Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. You must choose to speak life and not death. Bible says that death and life, they lie in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you are married, speak good words about your spouse. 
Don't look at your spouse and say, hey. One lady was telling me that her husband said she was looking like an old lady. You see, as you start saying things like that, she will become like that. Say, hey, why are you looking like an old lady? And now she's become some way. She's also not uh, confident again. Because she feels like she's looking like an old lady. Why can't you say to her, you are looking gorgeous? You're looking beautiful. Of course, you lady to you to try and dress well because some of the ladies to your dressing to is not good at all. Abba. A real adjective. <laughs> you have to dress well. Yeah, if you don't know, you can copy. There's no harm in copying. This church, we believe in copying. Without apologies. You can copy. So learn it. Yeah, so that when we are also saying, it's not like we are lying to you, but we are saying the truth. <laughs> because if you are also speaking life, you must speak the truth. Yeah, if you are speaking lies also, it's not good. Yeah, but the way you dress, the way you carry yourself, everything. Say nice things. Compliment her, cook, her cooking, her food. Yeah. How can you look at your wife's food and ask her, did you use seawater to cook the food? Yeah, just trying to say that there's too much salt. But find another way of saying it. But you make the person feel so bad. Some people can say things, so, Bishop Ogo. Things you say to your wife, you say all sorts of things. Atlantic Jollof. Too much salt. Pacific Ocean Jollof. No. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. But you see, the words you say, it has a, it has a language. It has a way of building the person up, bringing the person to a certain place. Where's our seats? Yeah, even if the person is not like that, the more you keep saying it, I like your eyes. I like the way it looks. All of a sudden, she begins to notice that, hey, she has very beautiful eyes. She has to work on their eyes, put some things on their eyes. To him that had, more will be added. Hey! Learn to say you're looking beautiful. Learn to say I love you. Hey, there are some people to say I love you. It's like they are choking you. One guy, he said to his wife, listen, since I said I love you when I married you, I haven't changed my mind. So I don't know why I should say it again. Yeah, if it changes, I'll tell you that I've changed my mind. But I haven't changed my mind. I still love you. So anytime you see me, believe that I love you. A woman is not like that, though. She wants to hear it. Even when the thing it shows that is that one day my wife had cooked, I was eating the food, and the way I was eating, anybody who was coming would see that. Hey, pardon me, we enjoy food. But she was looking at me. I said, hey, what? He said, yeah, the food. I said, what? So, how is it? I said, oh, but the way I'm eating, you should see that. <laughs> The way I'm eating. She said, no, no, no. You have to say it. Hey! I said, I hear you. We must be like God. 
Yeah, it's not body language. You have to read from your, lang- your body, whatever. No. You have to say it. So say things. Say, I love you. Say it. Everybody say, I love you to your spouse. Then you turn. Powerful. What is powerful? (laughs) What is powerful? It's America, I love you, dear. God will say powerful. Why? I mean, I don't want, when I say these things to her, she feels too good. Why? Why should she feel good? Who else should feel good? And you're rather saying it to some other people. Your wife has never heard you say, I love you before. <laughs> Confess positive things about your marriage. Declare that my marriage is powerful. My marriage is great. I have a good husband. My husband is a good man. Yeah. Keep saying it. Even if it's not. One lady saw Bishop Saki. He said, Bishop Saki, have you seen the devil before? Have you seen the devil before? Have you seen it? Bishop Saki said, I haven't seen the devil. Come and look at my husband. <laughs> Your husband is not the devil. It's like I'm living with the devil in my house. Now, if you keep calling your husband devil, what else are you expecting? Are you expecting something different? The names you call each other. You see, people can call swine. Swine? Now, if you, your husband is swine, then who are you? Mrs. Swine. Because you don't know that whatever you are saying, the person is your head. You are connected to the person. Anything you are saying, it's affecting you too. I was a fool when I married you. And he asked me to say, I didn't, me too, I was in love, so I didn't notice that you were a fool. something we call edify grace test speak things that edify and they minister grace Ephesians chapter 4 just about to close verse 29 the bible says that let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth before you say anything, wait and see whether this one is a good thing to say. Is he going to minister life? He said, I said to her, live. Yes. The thing that I'm saying is something that brings life. But that which is good to the use of edifying. Edify, to edify means to build up. Amen. To encourage. Amen. To, to stir up. Let your words do that. Whatever you say, let it stay up the other person. Let it build up the other person. What you say, does it bring the person down or makes the person rise up and do more? If it doesn't build the other person, it's not a good thing to say. 
no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good, number one, it must be good. Number two, it must be able to use to edify people. How come you've never shared something from your quiet time? To edify, to build. Say, I, I was reading something today that didn't bless me. Let me share with you. And then you share the thing. Say, wow, what a word. And you say, let me share it again with you. It's a powerful word. Let me share it again with you. That word will build the person up. Then he said, that it may minister grace. So that's what we call it, edify grace test. Unto the hearers. Then he said, and grieve not the Holy Spirit. You see, so what you say, you have no idea, but you are grieving the Holy Spirit. You must be careful the things you say. And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. He said, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. Be put away from you. When love is in place, we put away all these things. And we speak things to edify. With all malice, he said, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Amen. So speak. The Bible says that we must speak the truth also in love. What you are saying is the truth, but the way you even say it, you know, because if there's too much salt, there is a way to say it. Oh, honey, today, the food uh, is powerful. It's powerful. But I think that the salt was just a little too much. One of the things I realized is that when you want to talk about somebody's negative whatever, you, you say a positive thing first to, to cool the person down a bit before you bring the negative one. Now some of you, when you get up, eh? 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 you don't know how to cook. <laughs> and you have generalized the thing. Maybe just that day. And all of you, the ladies, you can ask them. There are times when well, you can cook, you say, no. How many ladies agree with me that sometimes you cook and the food? Yeah, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah, so if that day the salt was too much and the way you are saying, as if every time when she cooks, it's like that. Now she will not even feel like cooking again. It's like all the things I've cooked for you, you, you didn't appreciate it. Yeah, and most of the time, to people don't, it's only when the thing is negative that we say you can wear a nice shirt, very nice shirt. Then there's a small stain. When the people come, they don't notice the shirt. They say, oh, Charlie, there's a stain in your shirt. Yeah. It looks like all the good things you do, it's like it doesn't matter. But only that little thing. But with God, it's the opposite. He overlooks all the negatives. And he sees a little good and he appreciates it. When I saw you, I said unto you, Live. I passed by you and I saw you polluted in your own blood. You could have just looked at you and said, Hey, stay in your blood. But I said to you, live. 
You see, in every bad situation, there's always a good thing. You could have concentrated, he could have concentrated on the blood and the pollution and everything and would have missed something great. Which is what I'm saying that as we embark on Operation Save by Soul next month, we must be able to see the good in everybody that we meet on the way. Because the next Bishop Dagi Ward Mills may be sitting by you in a taxi. The next Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward Mills will be sitting by you in a trotro. But you just look at her and you don't see any good thing. But I tell you, in everything there's a good. God forgot about the blood and the pollution and everything. He said, live, live, live. Oh, I speak to anybody here who feels like you are down and things are not working. May you live in the name of Jesus Christ. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, you can still live. Oh, and I declare that you are living in the name of Jesus. Bible says that a word fitly spoken. <laughs> it's like pictures of gold. Is it, what, that, that thing always confuses me. Apples of gold in pictures of silver. You should see that thing when you see it's so beautiful, silver with some gold in it. A word. You need to speak a word in season. Isaiah prayed a prayer in Isaiah 50. He said, the Lord will give me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word in season to one that is weary. Today, may the Lord give you the tongue of the learned. May you be able to speak a word in season. Speak a word in season to somebody. Somebody who is going down. Somebody is waiting to hear for, for a word from you. May you speak a word in season. May you sing a song in season. May you speak a word that will lift somebody up. May anybody who come across as they hear you speak may they be lifted in the name of jesus if you believe it shout yes when i saw you when i passed by you i saw you and i said live the words you speak will change the person will bring the person to that place one day the lord appeared to ezekiel and the Bible says that he carried him. Ezekiel, he understood these things. The Bible says he carried him in Ezekiel 37. He carried him to a valley full of dry bones. The bones were very dry. Not just dry, but very dry. I mean, such a hopeless situation. You know, I'm just speaking these things to somebody who thinks that what you have is hopeless. It's because you haven't opened your mouth to speak some things. That's why. But when you begin to open your mouth and speak, that hopeless person you think is hopeless will begin to turn to a better person. So if you look at your children and say, it's wee, it's wee, it's wee. That's why the child is like that. It is wee. It means it's dead. You give birth to the child, and he according to we begin to declare, "This my boy, you are an excellent child. You are an A1 child, first class child. You shall be first in school. You will not be the last. You shall be first from today." When you begin to speak these things, because some of us, you see, in the time of hatred, the things that were said to us, it has affected us. Yeah. In Genesis 49, 
Jacob cursed his first son, Reuben. Can you give me Genesis 49? Scripture just came to me. I thought I should read it. Genesis 49. And Jacob called his sons together and said, I want to tell you what will befall you in these last days. Number two, he said, gather yourselves and hear. Number three, Reuben, you are my firstborn. You see, the guy did something. The father was not happy with him, so <laughs> he started with him. My might and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Look at it all. These are the things that should be the guy's excellency of dignity, excellency of power. Then when he opened his mouth, verse 4, he said, unstable as water, you shall not excel. This is the person, excellency of power. You shall not excel. Because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. You see, that was a time of hatred. The man was not happy. Because you sleep with your father's wife. Hey, it's a major problem. So in the anger, he opened his mouth and he spoke. Hey, you shall not excel. Unstable as water. That was his life. His whole life, he was unstable. That was how Reuben, the tribe of Reuben was throughout. It was not until Moses came on the scene. And the Bible says in Deuteronomy 33, verse 1, the Bible says that, and this is the blessing that Moses blessed the children of Israel before he died. He had to speak something by the anointing. And the first thing he said in verse 6, he said, let Reuben live. Let Reuben live. Let Reuben live. Today, I don't know what has been spoken over you, but I stand here as a servant and a prophet of God, and I declare, may you live. Any negative thing that has been said about you, we turn it around in the name of Jesus. Let Reuben live. Let Reuben live and not die and let not his men be few the guy was dying things were not working because of something that was spoken over him but moses rose up with another anointing another anointing at the time of love he started speaking he said let Reuben live let ajua live let kojo live let him live you shall live and not die i don't know what has been said over you but i declare a turn around in the name of jesus Maybe in your family, things are not working. But I come with a different anointing. And I speak over you. And I declare that things are turning around in your favor. In the name of Jesus Christ. Descendants of Reuben will not know what happened. But it was because the father said something negative. It affected. And so when you also come into the family, through no fault of yours, when you do business, it doesn't work. When you try to give birth, it doesn't work. When you marry, the marriage doesn't work. All because somebody has said, unstable as water, you shall not excel. But Moses rose up and he said, no, I have a different word today. I come with a different anointing. I come with a different power. And I'm turning the situation around. Let Reuben live. Oh, I don't know who you are. 
but you can put your name there and declare that you are living from today. A new anointing, a new power, a new grace is coming upon you from today. Whatever was not working, I see it beginning to work again. May your men not be few. May the people who are helping you, may they not be few. May you have more people helping you. May you have more people standing by you. In the name of Jesus, lift your hand and shout yes. Let not your men be few. Look at the next person. Ask the name of the person and tell the person, let Reuben live. Mention that name. Let Ajua live. Let Kojo live. Let your marriage move on. Let your business work. Let your situation change. May that thing work in your life. I don't know who you are prophesying to, but I tell you, the words you speak, they are spirit in your life. In the language of love, life comes into you. Whatever is dead is coming back alive again. In the name of Jesus, lift your hand and shout, yeah! You shall live again. I said, you shall live again. Rejoice not over me, O oh my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. I see some people, you are arising again. You are coming up again. You will not stay down. The devil thought it was your end, but a new anointing is coming upon you to cause you to live again. Lift your hand and shout yes. Oh yes, that is why in the dry bone, it doesn't matter how dry it is, it can come alive again. The Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can this situation turn around? Ezekiel said to the Lord, thou knowest, because he knew that God has spoken before to a situation that was hopeless. He said, live, and they lived. And so he knew God can do it again. So after chapter 16, he came to chapter 17, and he said, can these bones live? He said, oh God, thou knowest you are able to speak to things and they come alive. And so I know you can speak to this bone. Oh God, the Lord said to Ezekiel, you prophesy to the bone, speak to the bone, tell the bones to come alive. And the Bible says, Ezekiel began to prophesy to the bones. He said to the bone, live. And the Bible says, there was a noise, there was a shaking there was a shout ah! the same way the optic nerves millions of them they are able to locate each other bones were locating to bones ankle bone was locating the shin bone the shin bone was locating the knee bone and the knee bone was locating the thigh bone the thigh bone was locating the hip bone and the hip bone was locating the rib bone and the rib bone was locating the shoulder bone and the shoulder bone was locating the neck and the scar and they were coming together and they were forming a mighty army i declare unto you you don't know how it will happen but the language of love is ensuring that any negative thing is being turned around if you believe in sharia walk to seven people give them a high five tell them it will work again oh yes tell them you will live again oh yes you will live again tell them it's not over it's not over until it's over ah when you receive the language of love things that look hopeless that is why you may see a lady 
she may not look nice but when she marries somebody who always tells her you look beautiful you look gorgeous you look sexy all of a sudden she changes and the way she walks and the way she moves is beautiful it is happening oh yes somebody give the lord a You will live again. You will live again. You will live again. Lift up your hands and just begin to bless the Lord. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. You will live again. You will rise again. Oh, let the ruins come back to life. Depression days are over. The rooms are coming back to life. The thing that you gave up on, the Lord is bringing it back to life again. Lift up your voice. Some of you need to speak to some situations in your life. This is a time of speaking some positive things. Say something positive. They said negative things to you when you were growing up. They said you will not amount to anything. They said nothing good will come out of you. But look at you standing here today. Prophesy into your future. Declare that your future is bright. Declare that you are doing well. Declare that the Lord is taking you far. In the name of Jesus. Pray now in the name of Jesus, Marco Tabaya. In just a minute, I want you to pray, prophesy, speak over your life, speak over your marriage, speak over your home, speak over your business. In the name of Jesus, you are coming alive. Let Ruben live. Let Ruben live. I said to you, when you were in your blood, when you were in your blood, live, live, live. Somebody is coming alive. Somebody is coming alive. Somebody is coming alive. Hey, let break it on here. Hey, get in the Hey, Oh yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. Let the ruins come to light in the beauty of your name. Rising up from the ashes, Lord, forever you reign. And my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your way. I will love you forever and forever I'll sing. First verse. Oh, when the mountains fall and the tempest roars, you are with me. Oh, yes, Lord. Come on. When creation falls, still my soul will soar. When creation falls, still my soul will soar. 
your mercy. Oh, yes, Lord. I walk through the fire and I walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. Now look to the cross. Now look to the cross where my failure is lost in the light of your glorious grace let the ruins come to life in the beauty of your name rising up from the ashes lord forever you reign and my soul will find refuge in the shadow of your way I will love you forever and forever I'll sing. Oh yes, Lord. Oh, oh yes, Lord, we worship you. We bless you, Lord. We lift you high, Lord. Thank you, O oh God. Oh, yes, Lord. Right now, every head bowed, all eyes closed. Maybe you're here, somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, you can start all over again. It doesn't matter the pollution in your life. When Jesus comes in, he says, live. And you will live. Today, you want to surrender your heart to Jesus? Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you wherever you are. Lift it up. God bless you. I like the way your hand just went up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Over there. God bless you. God bless you. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat and come to me right now. Come from the side, from the back. Come all the way. Come. Come quickly. Clap for them as they come. Keep clapping for them. Give Keep clapping. Come, my brother. From the back. Come. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Oh, keep clapping for them. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Come quickly. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life today. God bless you, my sister. Come all the way. Come, clap for them as they come. Come on to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. Today, just lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. And I want you to pray after me.
Let's all join them as we pray. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I am yours and you are mine. I will serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. See, brother waving his hand there. He's going to talk to you, give you a book. It will help you to serve God. We'll be teaching you the word of God. You will grow in the word. Okay. God bless you. Please follow him this way. Keep clapping for them. Jesus. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.